Welcome to the Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. I am your host, Melissa Sundahl. Ignite Lehigh Valley is intended to call attention to relevant local political issues of the day. It is meant to be a resource for information for local Lehigh Valley voters. Our goal in the podcast is to inform the audience on topics of interest, provide a forum for state and local Democratic candidates. The Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast is brought to you by the East Penn Democratic Club. The East Penn Democratic Club is a political action organization serving Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. Our goal is to be a conduit from our community, institutions, organizations, and individuals into democratic forums, policy development, and candidates. Our focus is on local politics, but expect that our impact will be felt nationwide. I would like to invite our audience to get engaged with Ignite Lehigh Valley. If you have a topic of interest to you, or if you'd like to find out how you can become a sponsor, Drop us a note at the East Penn Democratic Club email at info at eastpendemocraticclub.org or find us and like us on Facebook at East Penn Democratic Club. All proceeds will support the East Penn Democratic Club. Getting ready for the general election. Today we have several incredible guests. We would like to give voters a chance to hear our candidates and their positions and provide our excellent candidates a chance to reach the voters. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Andy Lee, who is running for District 131. Welcome, Andy. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> nice to have you here. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your background? Okay. Um, I'm a local business owner. Um, worked in the insurance world for 30 years, and now I own two local restaurants. And uh, married, 26 years, three children, grandchild, and uh, running for state office. Excellent. Can you tell us what issues the people of your district care most about? Well, I think there's a lot of them, but I think health care is at the top of the list. Um, people are frustrated with what we don't have as a culture and as a society and as a state. So they're very frustrated with that. Um, public education is also another area where people feel that, uh, especially the people in public education, are getting the help from the state that they need, uh, whether it be the economic help or just the way that they're required to teach and educate our youth today. Um, uh, Marcellus Shale is a big issue with me um, and our, our district. Um, so those are probably three areas where I'm going to try to focus my energies when I get elected. And so what would your vision be um, if you were to be elected? What, what would be the issues that you would work most for? Well, the health care, I think, um, when you look at our legislative body, uh, all our legislators have great health care. But they're the ones that are supposed to be benefiting uh, from our hard work. I don't like that. I mean, they should get what we have or we get what they got. That's the way I look at it. And it's just morally and ethically wrong, but it's also economically wrong that they have something that we don't have. So I'd like to change that. And we need more bipartisanship in order to get that done. And do you see yourself working uh, for healthcare and uh, as Pennsylvania as a, a standalone or in in relationship with the national government? I'd, ideally, I'd love to see us have some type of national healthcare. I mean, if other countries can do it, why can't we? Um, we certainly are taxed enough, and so. I'd love to see that done. I think the best way initially is to start with maybe just lowering the age for Medicare 
and reduce that down to maybe 55 and start slowly getting people more uh, in tune with the national health care type of model. Um, and I think that's very doable. But it takes some people with uh, some gumption and some character in order to push those things through. And I don't think that we have that representation, at least in our community and in our state, and even, quite frankly, federally. Okay, so if I understand you, you're kind of aiming for a gradual um, yes. health care reform? Yes, I, don't, I think it would be very, very difficult for us to do one clean swoop over time. But Medicare is an active type of national health care that's in existence, and we utilize it. So why not just integrate that into a lower age? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, changing the topic a little bit here, how do you, how do you feel uh, topics like sensible gun law reform are, are for people in your district? I think how it's necessary. Think it I think it's necessary. I mean, you know, I've said to people when it's harder to uh, get a lottery ticket or a cigarette than it is a gun, then that's just, just not right. I'm not against guns. I, I think it's a Second Amendment. I think it's an amendment that's part of our nation. But I think it should be definitely harder for people to get them. Uh, and I don't see the need for semi-automatic rifles. Um, but, you know, when it's so easy to get them, that's part of our problem. The, you know, people talk about our country having so many guns. Iceland has just as many guns per capita as the United States. But you can only buy one gun at a time, and you have to wait one year till you get your next one. Now, I'm not saying we have, should have to wait a year, but we should have to wait a little longer than we, what we wait for now. And certainly stronger background checks, domestic violence issues with people that have had that in the history shouldn't be able to get them. Uh, those are areas where we certainly, and again, should be able to improve without too much. Uh, and I think most responsible gun owners would agree with that. Yes, I think that uh, surveys have shown that most people are in favor of universal background checks right. and taking um, guns away from abusers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> what ideas do you have for bringing jobs or growth or growing the economy of your district? What ideas for growth can you offer organized labor and working class people? Well, I think organized labor is big for our, our culture, and I'm a big proponent of it. I think, uh, you know, without it, um, it would stifle the wage gap. For some of our people that cannot get a fair wage to, to live effectively in our society. Finding jobs is uh, certainly a tough thing, but right now I think we have a deficit of the vocational areas, such as electricians, HVAC, plumbers. I'd love to see more people get involved with that uh, and really as a society and as a state push that because they're good paying jobs, um, they're good educations, uh, the IBEW, I know for a fact, in Allentown has a phenomenal facility of training people. Uh, it's a five-year intern, or basically apprenticeship, and they can come out and make a very solid wage. So uh, we need to get more training for those people that want to take those jobs. Yeah, I just saw that Governor Wolf had proposed a, a growth in his apprenticeship program. Are you familiar with that? So I know that he's pushing that, and I think it's an area where, as a state, we can grow from. On to fair districting. How do you feel about fair districting? I think it should be fair districting. <laughs> I mean, I think we have to be, obviously, uh, a situation where our people in our states and in our areas are represented equally and fairly. And right now, I think that's not being done. 
and I think it should be an independent body that lays out the districts fairly. Uh, it's not that complicated. It should be an easy thing to do. And then you avoid the gerrymandering, but you also um, get a better voice of the people in your communities. Absolutely, and it seems like it should be a bipartisan issue. Right. How about infrastructure and development? Do you have a vision for that? Our infrastructure, I know, is weak. Mm -hmm. I know our bridges and our roads are in terrible uh, disrepair. Um, and bridges now, especially now with the, all the rain we've been getting, we're seeing that even more. Um, so I think, you know, it's easy to say fix infrastructure, but you need the funds in order to do it. And I think we, as a state, we've got to find a better way to distribute those funds where we can improve our infrastructure. Right. And the um, tax on Marcellus. Share would be a good start to that. Right. I mean, That's if we, $1.6 billion, if we raise that to from 1.3 to 5%, that's a pretty good starting point to put money into our public schools, into our infrastructure, into our environment, uh, a lot of areas, into our health care. All of those things uh, could benefit from that. And that's not gouging the people who are extracting the Marcellus Shale. There's other states that have much higher um, extraction fees or severance tax, what we call it. But we should be able to get at least 5%. And that should be an easy thing with both parties. It shouldn't be a, it should be a no-brainer, in my opinion. Right, and it would go a long way to helping uh, with the budget. Correct. Um, you did bring up education, so let me ask you a question about education. Um, okay. What do you think about how we're funding our schools? Um, do, do you have uh, a plan as to how you think they should be funded? And also, along those lines, please tell me your thoughts about uh, vouchers and charter schools. Well, it's funny. I come from a school, I'm originally from Connecticut. And it's actually, if you lived in that town, it was your public school. But if you lived in the outside, outside surrounding towns, you could come to that school and your tax dollars would be basically paid to the school. So it's like a charter school. It also had vocational all in one. So we had our own automotive body shop. We had our own carpentry school. We had our own hospitality school. We had our own arts program. We had our own museum. We had, now it was like a college campus. But if you take the tax dollar that we have now, and you try to split it between three different ways, our public schools facilities, our charter schools facilities, and our vocational check, uh, facilities, there's not enough money to go around. So why not? I mean, it would be a long-term process, but I would love to see us incorporate all of them into one campus. So take Bethlehem, for example. You've got two high schools. Make one of those a campus where you can incorporate the kids that want to be more into the arts or more into theater or more into... Uh, vocational um, but then you only have one building or one location so I'd love to see that start somewhere uh, again I come I hate to keep coming back to Marcellus Shale but if it's your 1.6 billion dollars you could get that to alleviate some of the tax burden for for our our constituents um, so that's a starting point do you, do you think we should be providing Pennsylvania students with vouchers I do like the fact that you know I, I'm a big proponent of our public schools. We need them. We got to give our our teachers, our institutions, the funds they need in order to provide for our schools. And right now it's not a fair and equitable distribution of the funds. And uh, they should be fair and equitable based on the size of the district. I don't think any kid should be, uh, their ability to learn should be based on where they were born. Right. And right. that unfortunately happens every day. 
in not just this state, in many states. Um, just because you were born in a, you know, an impoverished area doesn't mean they don't have the right to get the same education as a kid that is born into a more affluent area. That's true. Pennsylvania has just been rocked by this report on abuses within the Catholic Church. This has brought us brought to light activities that have reached into Allentown. Do you believe we need further actions or investigations into this? I think they are continuing the investigations into it, so I think it's just ongoing, to be honest with you right now. I think this is just the starting point of it, um, and actually being a part of the Allentown Diocese, where my kids all went to Catholic schools. Um, I'm very familiar with what's gone on, and it's a tragedy. It's just a, just a tragedy. It's a shame, um, and something's got to come from it, certainly, to protect our kids. So. Yeah, I think it's just the starting point, to be honest. I think it's going to continue on down the road, and you're going to see more things come from this. And I think you're going to have to put better constraints in and protect our kids. So you agree with Josh Shapiro that, yes. that this should have all been brought out? Absolutely. Because there was Absolutely. pushback on that. Yeah, okay. I do. Right. What support do you propose for veterans of your district? Well, I think, you know, it's... Um, I'm. I have two family. My brother was killed serving his country uh, when he was 19. I had another brother who was an Airborne Ranger. So I'm a big advocate of our veterans. I don't think they get the just due of what they are entitled to. Again, if you think about it, they should have the best that we have to offer from, a, from whether it be mental health treatments, for whether it's illnesses, for whatever. And it's terrible on how we treat our veterans. So how we get there, uh, we've got to get it from our federal government to help us provide services to these people, the men and women who have served our country. And I've knocked on a lot of doors of older veterans, and they feel like they've just been pushed to the side. Um, and we've got to be their voice, because sometimes they just don't have their voice. Okay. What kind of personal growth do you want to bring to the people in your district? Why will they be better for having, for having been represented and led by you? I do know myself from a personal level that I work hard and I will work on behalf of all my constituents, not just the Democrats, uh, because you're representing all the people in your community. So I'll work hard, I'll be honest, and I'll be forthright with them. And if I don't know the answer, I will let them know I don't know the answer, and I will try my best to find an answer for them. Um, so I'm new to this game, so I'll work hard for them. That's the best I can do. All right. Thank you, Andy Lee, for your insight and vision. Voters appreciate the commitment you are making to this community and to the country. The country is better for your expression. We're honored to have you as a guest on the Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. We hope that we were able to convey relevant information to you that makes a difference for you and your community. This is Melissa Sundahl. Thanks for tuning in. And I urge all Democrats to get out and vote this November and ignite the cause.